and welcome to another episode of Industry Celebrities. My name is Kimberly Scott. Industry Celebrities is a podcast where I interview industry professionals in any industry and I ask them questions about their industry or their passion. Plus, my guests share a little advice to their younger self. If you want to tune in to other episodes, you can do so by going to thatkimberly.com forward slash convo choose which platform you prefer to listen to, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google, YouTube, and coming soon, Amazon Alexa, you can pick. So now that we got that out of the way, I'm going to welcome today's guest, Miss Christy Waddell. Hello, Christy. Hello, Kimberly. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate this. Thank you. I appreciate you joining me. So tell the listeners a little about yourself and what industry you're in. All right. Good afternoon. My name is Christy Waddell and I have been in the, I'm in the multifamily industry. AKA um, apartments is what I always say. <laughs> AKA apartments. That is what we do. That is what we live. It's what we breathe. <laughs> so are you from the DFW area? I am actually originally from Houston, Texas. That's where I was born and raised. And then I have lived in Dallas for the better part of, let's see, I have a 21-year-old daughter, so we're going to call it 23 years. Okay. So <laughs> I'm a transplant for sure. For sure, but a Texan all the way. So who's your, who's your team, Cowboys or Texans? Oh, gosh, now we're going to get a big fight going. <laughs> no, um, no, no, no. So, so I'm team Cowboys all the way. Hundred okay. percent. Well, good to know. <laughs> I'm a Green Bay Packer fan, and that's for a later date. We'll have that conversation. But my boyfriend's a Houston Texans fan, so there'll be no fighting. I just love football. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. I tell my Houstonian friends and family. I say, you know, what's funny is that when the Houston Oilers were around, nobody yeah. was on fire for them. But yeah. when the Texans came around, wow, it's crazy. <laughs> that is for sure. My boyfriend does not believe that the Cowboys is America's team or even Texas's team because he's a Houston Texan fan. So. Oh my goodness. The, hey, the struggle is real with that yes. rivalry. <laughs> Absolutely. So how long have you been in the multifamily industry? You said 23 years or you've been in Dallas 23 years? I started when I was 19 years old and I am not giving away my age. Wow. But I, I kind of did with the 21 year old daughter. So we're going to call it 24 years actually. So 24 years in the multifamily industry. And how did you get your start in the industry? You know, sidebar here. I remember when I started as a leasing professional at 19 years old, hearing people say in the industry, oh, I've been doing this for 20 years. I've been doing oh. this for 25. And I remember thinking, you're old as dirt. <laughs> like what? But what? Oh my goodness. Are you still, you're not retired? Like what the heck? And here I am. <laughs> Yeah, but you don't um, look, wait a minute, but you don't look uh, old as dirt at all, <laughs> nor I'm sure do you act old as dirt. However, <laughs> I would like to say that once you get in, I'd feel like we don't get out. Like now I'm going on 15 years and I just came back from a conference that I have seen people that I was like, wow. And, you know, back then when I started, I was the youngin, you know, so you just get oh in and you goodness. don't get out. It's, it's a family. So it is. It is. It's a family. You know, I, I did. I, I started again a little over 20 years ago. Now, there were a, a few short breaks in there where I pursued other endeavors. But, you know, as they say, I was always drawn back to my, my first 
true passion, which is the multifamily industry. So people tend to say it like, oh, once you get in, you'll never get out. I prefer to say that we are family, as you mentioned. Yes. (laughs) And that you like to stick around and be around people that are like your family that, you know, that you're, you've grown up with and not that we can't get out and do other things. It's just, you know, you kind of gravitate back towards this direction. So what is it in the multifamily business that you do? So I work for Bell Partners Incorporated as their regional trainer. And my job is to travel, well, basically all around the country, training our sales and service initiative. So we have a little proprietary information, so I won't go into details, but it is groundbreaking stuff. And it's it's informative, but yet it's super interactive. And so that's what I get to do. Yeah. I get to basically, they pay me to go to these properties and have fun with (laughs) the leasing agents and the managers and the assistants all day long. So, you know, wow. (laughs) Yeah. What, What do you enjoy the most about that? You know, I enjoy propelling others to succeed. So that, that is one of the things that I've loved about this industry from the very beginning, even you know, going back to when I first started as a 19-year-old, you know, leasing professional in college, mm. um, I, I really liked, as soon as I got in and, and sort of figured out the lay of the land, my desire was to train other people and get them up and running as fast as possible with as much information as possible. And yeah. so that is how I sort of ended up in the training role. You know, for some time I was in the marketing on the marketing side of things. Mm-hmm. And then I, I decided, you know what, training has always been my passion. So that's what I'm going to go ahead and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. My hat goes off to those who do both. And because I could not be a trainer, <laughs> I'm a great coach. I've been told and you know, Hey, you can do it. But marketing, <laughs> my brain works on the marketing side for sure. So good for you. I do enjoy seeing others succeed as well and and grow in their positions. So I'm sure that's one of the many benefits of being a trainer and, you know, why you still do what you do. So, well, and, you know, I have an opportunity every time I, you know, facilitate to an audience, whether it be, you know, two, three people on site, which doesn't happen quite as much anymore, or mm-hmm. if it's in a room full of, you know, 70, 80 people, um, I have an opportunity to make a positive change, you know, in their mindset or in their life. And to me, I relate it as poetic justice, right? I get paid to do what used to get me in trouble in school, which is <laughs> <to> speak. <laughs> so. so what advice would you give to someone who's wanting to get into the training field of the multifamily space? So I would say, you know, one of the first things that, that I was told was to video and audio tape yourself. So, you know, I did not realize I sounded the way that I sound. I have a unique voice, a bit raspy, but I had no idea that I said, um, every other word <laughs> until I got into training. And, yeah. and I, st- I still struggle with it all these years later. So you know, um, see, see, there you go. It's just a filler (laughs) word. It's a bad habit. So I would say people to watch them, you know, record themselves. And then I would also recommend watching Ted talks and TEDx talks, Uh, Ted talks. They are, you know, just invaluable. The Ted talks are 
you know, for audiences of hundreds, possibly thousands of people. But TEDx is a branch off of that, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And it is really geared toward people who want to, well, learn about any kind of different topics. But my favorite thing is to watch how they captivate their audiences with little to no looking at screens or PowerPoints. They literally captivate their audience with themselves. Mm -hmm if that makes sense. Yes. So if you want, they didn't have that when I first yeah. <laughs> was not around when I first started. Yes. But you know, that's definitely something I would recommend is to watch the TEDx talks. And you know, the thing is, is the internet's a beautiful thing, right? It's yes. full of <laughs> you can learn anything you want on the internet. <laughs> that's right. But the crux is you can learn anything you want, meaning yeah. don't go down that rabbit hole, like yeah. find one or two speakers that you would like to emulate and follow them mm, and great advice. find your own voice. So great not advice. necessarily the physical sound, but mm -hmm. find, always make sure that you include pieces of yourself into any and every presentation, whether it be in a room full of 10 or, you know, 10,000. Yeah. I have a hard time speaking in front of a large group, you know, one to about six, I'm good with, but anything over that, I definitely stumble and people are like, what do you mean? You're so outgoing. And I am, I, I have no problem, you know, being in a crowd of people, I can work the room, you know, no problem and talk to every single person in the room. But if I can't have eye contact with them, like, and, and you don't get that when you're standing on stage or standing in front of the group of people, I get very nervous and very ummy. And anything could go wrong, which has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, that's good advice. That. Great advice. And I'm definitely going to try that and take your advice because I don't want to be a trainer, but I do want to get on stage and be able to speak in front of people, which I rarely did in my past life for a reason. You know, we need to tell our podcast friends here that you and I have known each other in the industry for quite some time. And I think that you're underestimating yourself, my friend, because <laughs> I have seen you in action. So definitely, you know, work on that confidence, girl, because you, you. you have you. a lot more to offer than, than what you think. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yes, we have known each other since the Verde days. <laughs> That's, That's right. what I like to say. And I definitely know that people are very surprised, but I appreciate you gave me the vote of confidence and the, the advice of the TEDx talks to emulate a few speakers to listen to, because that's the best way to learn on top of going to, I was thinking of taking a Toastmasters class or one of the public speaking classes. What is your opinion on that real quick? So my opinion is probably not the most popular, but I don't think that, that that is necessary. Now, now there are people that would, would definitely argue that. I don't think it's necessary. I think if you know the content, which in your case, I know that you do know this content backwards and forwards that you're pursuing. If you know your content and it's something that you're passionate about and you have confidence in yourself, yeah. you confidence. can get in front of people and speak. It's yeah. literally just Think of it this way too. Those people that you're speaking with or facilitating to or what have you, they don't know what comes next. Always remember that. That's they have advice. no idea what's <laughs> on your next slide or okay. what your talking point is. So just remember that they're not going to know if you, oops, you missed a bullet point or you know, things of that nature. As long as you're getting the meat and the potatoes, I'm such a Southern girl, <laughs> across. 
then that's all that matters. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well then that's great advice to anyone who wants to become a trainer. Now tell me what advice would you give to your younger self? That is the standing question for the podcast. So I would tell my younger self, let, let's see if I could travel back in time, I tell myself, <laughs> well, it's a tough one. And my answer would depend on just how far back I could go. Right. If yeah. I were to talk to my kid self, I'd say something like, man, keep up the good work. Hold on to that adventurous spirit. I love that you'd rather be a Cub Scout than a brownie. That was definitely yeah. me. <laughs> Life is to be lived. Keep playing, laughing. What about your high school self? If I were to talk to my high school self, I would say, girl, what happened? <laughs> stir it up stop playing it so safe <laughs> and number one is stop being so self-conscious because every yeah. other person your age is <laughs> yeah. so okay so stop stop it yeah okay so what about college then so then college I would wrap it up by saying don't take yourself so seriously get the education if that's what the route you want to take don't get it because it's expected of you. Yeah, that's what I did. I went because my mom wanted me to. <laughs> Nobody's it, ever asked to see my my transcripts. <laughs> right, to this day, exactly. Yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, be authentic, be yourself, never sell out, you know, yeah. and stop being so self-conscious because in about a decade, you're going to see what fat really looks like. No, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Okay, what about your 30-year-old self? My 30-year-old self, that's really when I started to settle in. I'd say, you know what, you're finally using your head. Look at you. <laughs> You've had some successes and some, some failures, but that's life. Right? Yeah. You're still you. Congratulations. You, you got this. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. We're definitely too hard on ourselves all the time. Great advice. I got some advice from a, a colleague and close friend, old business partner. She used to tell me, Kimberly, we are already beating up on ourselves internally. We, we don't need someone else to do that for us. So whenever we go on a pitch or something would occur, like I would always remember that, you know, don't beat myself anymore. Don't beat myself up any more than I need to because, you know, just figure out what I did wrong and, and make it better. And same thing, vice versa. When I was, you know, when I had employees and we had to give feedback, it was definitely, you know, the positive feedback and then figuring out how we could, you know, help them help themselves, you know, make it better, not, and not beat up on anyone because they were probably already doing it to themselves. Absolutely. Great advice. Yeah. I concur. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I really appreciate you, Christy, so much today for coming on and if the listeners want to get a hold of you and learn more about becoming a trainer or just connect with you, how could they do that? Sure. So first of all, thank you so much. It's been an honor to, to be on your podcast today. Uh, Honors all mine, Chrissy. <laughs> ah, sweet. I can be reached at C Waddell, that's C-W-E-D-E-L, at Bell Partners with an S, Inc.com. And they can also connect with you on LinkedIn. That's exactly right. Yes. I don't know my URL right offhand, but yes, I am definitely on LinkedIn. Okay. Christy Waddell is your URL, your first and last name. That's awesome. Not everybody has that, but yes, you, you've got yours changed and it's correct. So perfect. <laughs> awesome. 
Well, thank you so much again. And, and remember to hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to us on today, YouTube, iTunes, Anchor. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Instagram. And until next week, stay positive. And I'm changing my ending line. Sharing is caring, everyone. Remember, sharing is caring. So thank you, Christy. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Have a great day.